Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Jen. And welcome to the season three finale episode. So crazy. <laughs> I need like clapping. I need to start like adding these things into our intro. We're like going to have like some round of applause going on here. I, um, I can't believe we're wrapping up season three. So yeah. crazy. Uh, but this was definitely... This right here that we're doing right now is definitely one of my favorite episodes that we record every single year. I love that we get to sit down with everyone at the table, have these conversations, get to know our listeners. And today we are joined by four wonderful ladies. We have Jamie, we have Kay, we have Pam, and we have Angela here. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for being on Thrifters Villa. Yay. Feel free. Feel free to say hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, before we kind of get into get into the episode. We like to do this with all of our guests. We're going to kind of go around, have everyone introduce themselves, how they got into reselling, all that fun stuff. So yes. let's start with- Oh, hold on, Danielle. Before you what? start with that, why don't we just tell our audience really quickly, how are these lovely ladies picked? Because some oh, people okay. might yeah, not I know. probably should do that, right? Yes. In case people don't, are, are not on our Instagram page. Yes. Um, we put up a post and we do this mm -hmm. every year towards the end of the year, like first week of December. We put out a post and we tell everyone, let us know what your favorite episode is. And we people type what their favorite episodes are, tag their friends, all that kind of fun stuff. And then we pick- depending this year we did four sometimes we do a little more a little less it just depends um we randomly pick people we have one of those wheel things that you get on google <laughs> yeah. google whatever it is <laughs> winner re uh winner wheel i don't know what it is but they um you put their names in and people get randomly selected to make it fair across the board and that's how these four lovely ladies are here Yes. So, so I'm going to go by my order on my screen. So Jamie, you are the first one up. Why don't you introduce yourself to everyone? Let the people know where you're from, what you do, because you do things outside of reselling. Yeah. So hello, everyone. My name is Jamie and I um, go by shop underscore Sonder on Instagram um, and Poshmark. I started reselling in 2019 um when i was the manager of a bar actually so oh. what i really mm -hmm. want to do is act i went to school for musical theater and i got my bfa and so i lived in new york for a few years and was doing all the broadway auditions and all of that and then i moved out to los angeles which is where i am now and um I wanted to pursue more TV, film, and commercial type stuff. So that's what I'm doing here. So of course, I always tell people that I'm an actress, but really I'm a professional auditioner because you <laughs> don't book very much or I don't, some people do, but I don't. Um, so in order to supplement the non-existent acting income, I have bartended, um, managed a bar, um, and so I started reselling while I was the manager of a bar. And the way I got started was I started thrifting more for myself after watching the documentary, The True Cost and learning about how horrible. Yes, I know that mm -hmm. that's like same with you, Jen, is I just Love realized it's a great how, documentary. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, just how awful the fashion industry is for the earth and its inhabitants just really horrible stuff. So I highly recommend you watch it if you haven't watched it. Um, so I wanted to, you know, feel like I was doing my part. So I started thrifting more for myself and I would find a lot of stuff that I was like, this is so cute, but it's not my size. 
but someone needs to have this. And so I figured out, you know, that reselling existed. I like, didn't even know it was a thing at all. Um, and so I started putting stuff up on Poshmark in 2019, um, you know, taking pictures on my floor and not editing them and selling them for 10 bucks and <laughs> thinking that it was hot stuff. Um, and then it evolved, especially during the pandemic when obviously the bar was closed. Um, right, right. And so I lost all of that income and I was stuck at home and I was like, what the heck am I going to do? Auditions weren't happening because, you know, production couldn't happen. Um, so I didn't even have the opportunity to have an acting gig either. Um, so I kind of ramped up the reselling and was like, oh, I can make some real money doing this. And so that is kind of how I got started. Um, now auditions are picking up a lot and, um, we recently got a puppy. So I haven't had like the same amount of hours to work as I have before. Um, but I live with my boyfriend and he, like, I feel so grateful because he, you know, we financially are okay. And I'm able to continue pursuing my acting and, and reselling. Um, and that's it. What categories <laughs> you know? do you sell for the oh, most part? Yeah. Um, for the most part, I do women's clothing, shoes, mm -hmm. and accessories. Mm -hmm. I have like three men's items in my closet. <laughs> Jamie also Starting finds the most amazing pieces because she's in Los Angeles and I'm jealous. That's well, I have a guest room, Daniela. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you can always come out this way because you would love the thrifting out here as well. Jen will tell you. And Jen it's pretty good. You. I'm not going to lie. And it's pretty good. I do miss it. Better than the West Coast. <laughs> I know. I see y'all's posts and Jill. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> it's good out here. It is. Um, I, I love your story and I love like one day you're gonna be rich and famous and you're gonna forget all about us and that's okay. I'm never gonna forget. <laughs> I feel like I'm always gonna resell even if I am like, even it's if I become famous, I'll like go under a pseudonym just because yes. it's fun. <laughs> Why not? Then you could like be one of those celebrities that sell their stuff and it, you can put it towards yeah. charity or whatever yeah. you want to do. With Jamie it. will have her Post closet on Poshmark. Yes, Jamie's closet. To go get her yeah. stuff. <laughs> Thank you for sharing, Jamie. Yes, We're going to move on to Pam. Hi, Pam. Hi. So my name is Pam and my closet um, and my business is called Restated Threads. Mm -hmm. um, that name mm -hmm. I did you know my my partner actually came up with it because you know I was right making huge lists and because I was like you know I need a brand I need a name I yeah, need yeah. consistency and so he, and so we went through a lot of things and he came up with restated threads so I love so that good. yeah great so, name. so um I live in Florida uh, in the Tampa Bay area and I've been reselling mostly full-time since, uh, 2021. Uh, I just happened to, to stumble upon it. Um, I was a school teacher and we lived in Nashville for, um, I'd lived there most of my life until the last couple of years. I was going to say, you don't have an accent from someone who lives in <laughs> no. Florida. Where are you from? <laughs> no, I'm not from, I'm not from here. Actually, there's nobody that's actually from here. Yeah, this is true. I can, this see is, I can see that. Half yeah, of Rhode there's... Island is in Florida. <laughs> At most of the Northeast is <laughs> down here. Um, so uh, we moved down here um, 
actually in in March of 2020, we had we had bought the house and had been renovating mm -hmm. uh, since 2018. And when the world shut down, I had taken a year off from teaching. Um, I needed a break. And it just so happened that that um, everything kind of shut down in March of 2020. And and uh, my partner looks at me and he says, where do you want to shelter in place? In, mm. in March in Tennessee or March in in St. Petersburg, Florida. So we chose Florida, and um and love it. We love it down here. Nice. Uh, the thrifting down here is primo. I mean, <laughs> when you have Tom Brady living down there and other famous people, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, I, the New Englander will bring up Tom Brady. <laughs> keep talking about. I mean, remember now. Remember now. I'm from Tennessee, so I'm. Yeah, I, I get fussed at a lot, but I'm I'm still a, a Tennessee Titans. Fan. All right, fine, Tennessee Titans, <laughs> University, University of Tennessee. You guys are doing Football. better than us New England Patriots, so it's fine. <laughs> so, um, I happened to to stumble into reselling. We we've always enjoyed going to estate sales. Estate sales were our weekend thing. You know, there's lots of them up in Nashville. You know, especially ones where you would walk into, it was a songwriter's home or you know, somebody who'd, who'd been involved in, in country music. And so they always had really cool stuff hanging on the walls or lots of musical things or things you just wouldn't expect. So um, we just continued that when we came down here and, you know, cause we weren't looking for anything specific, but um, it just so happens that during March of 2021, uh, we were uh, having our neighborhood yard sale. Mm. And so we were out in the driveway and people are still masking up. And, uh, and, and so, but we had some really great stuff left. And we had just had some friends visit and they flipped vintage items on Etsy and have been telling us about it. And so, um, so I'd been seeing the commercials for Mercari. And I had this beautiful quilt and it, it wasn't anything fancy. It wasn't handmade. It was, it, it was, but it was a single bed quilt and it was beautiful. And so I took pictures of it and I was like, I'm not going to donate this. I want to mm -hmm. see if I can do this and put it up on Mercari. And within two days, uh, what I'd been selling for $15 at a yard sale sold for $65 on Etsy. And I was like, Oh, this is fun. Mm -hmm. I just made a mm -hmm. lot more money with a lot less effort. I didn't have to sit in my driveway all day. Mm -hmm. So then we were at an estate sale and it was day four of a house that had been a woman who was a compulsive shopper Ooh. and there was tons of stuff. And so I walk <laughs> into this bedroom, open up the closet and it's full of formal gowns all mm. new with tags, all size 16. Wow. And I was like, and I turned to the lady and, and she, she walked into the lady that was in charge of the estate. So came in and she's like, do you want any of those? I'd give you a really good price. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, well, how much do you want for them? And she said, I don't know. Give me 10 bucks a piece for them. Sold. So, so <laughs> oh I ended up, God. so, you know, because I was still new and I didn't want to be stuck with a bunch of dresses. Yeah. So I bought, I bought, um, I think I ended up with, I bought 10 dresses. Okay. That's fair. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, flipped them all cause they were all new with tags and prom season was coming up mm -hmm. and I, I actually have two left in my closet, but you know, I made my money back on that first dress that's and I fantastic. was fantastic. 
And so then we're estate sales and picking up stuff. So you know, it, 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 I went hot and heavy into it really fast. <laughs> but um, so and what a wonderful day. thing too from teaching to do because I was a teacher. I get it. Like you get burnt out real quick, especially in today's educational system. So to go from that to taking that time off and finding this like newfound passion, like, that's great. Well, and it was fun, and it's yes. so completely different from teaching there was no and and my family and my and my teaching friends they're like okay if this is what you want to do but you know I was able to you know walk away from teaching luckily you know I, I have a partner that I live with that supports me fully or else I wouldn't have been able to just mm-hmm. completely walk away from teaching, but I have been, and it's really kind of saved my sanity to be able to focus on something else that's completely different from the ed, uh, from yeah. education and learn a completely new way of, of supporting myself. It's Absolutely. a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't a fashion person, but now I'm, I have, my closet is full of mostly women's clothes. Um, I have some men's clothes, but mostly women's clothes and I'm learning something completely new mm-hmm. Which as an uh. educator. I love doing, I love learning. I love teaching mm-hmm. um, and I'm mm-hmm. still able to substitute teach occasionally, but yeah, I get to great. say when I do it. And, yeah. and that's what I really like about it. I get to be in charge and I get to decide when I leave the house and when I just stay home all day. <laughs> yes. Yes, That's yes, yes. Awesome. Oh, love I that. love hearing your guys' stories. I like know. it just gets me all giddy me more. and excited. <laughs> I just love hearing the aha moments for people where they're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I can I can do this. Like this is crazy. Like I love hearing those stories. Thanks for sharing that, Pam. All right, Angela, your turn. Uh great. My name is Angela on uh Instagram. Poshmark and Macari. I go by the name Thriftinista MN. I'm in uh, the suburbs of Minneapolis, Minnesota. I do this part-time. Um, I have a full-time job at a nonprofit and um, I primarily shop at the bins. We in Minneapolis, we have four bins. It's $1.89 a pound. You have wonderful bins where you are. We have yes. really good bins. We have yes, heard, you everyone has heard of these mystical <laughs> yes. bins. Jack and Ryan are local celebrities. Yes. We're at the bins on the same day. So that's good. I only go on Saturdays. Mm. And um, I've been doing it since 2019, part-time. Um, but I kind of make a lot more money than I would have thunk ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I make half my income from selling uh, Poshmark and Mercari. I used to do Facebook. I used to do Kitizen, but I just have stuck to what's worked for me. I also take a lot of items to my consignment shop and I send a lot of stuff into the real, real. Oh, I love it. We got a mix of everything in here. Yeah. Very, what very type of items do you consign? Uh, mall brands, new okay. tag and Taylor, that sort of thing. Free people, things I don't want to sell. I don't mm. really like to sell that much. <laughs> I don't like to deal always with the customers. Um, I also find a ton of Lululemon and I just take that straight to the Lululemon store. And I've been making a lot of money just selling those everywhere bags that apparently people can't get, but they're always in my store. So that's wow, wonderful. Wow, very good. That's nice. wonderful. Um, I have a question when it comes to the real real, and we can dive deeper into this later. Um, so you're still sending things in because all the items you're getting are from bins. Yes. And, and the payouts stink. Absolutely. They're awful right now. I'm glad you They're agree. Awful. I won't, I will not be sending anything unless I find like 
I mean, like a gem that I know I'm going to get a good payout on. I yeah. just can't justify the 30% on these items now. Or 20% if it's below $95. This is just and crazy. most of my things are because they're literally from the bins, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But well, it's I mean, a good way to make the extra money. You're only paying a dollar, we'll say, right, for each piece. So even if you only make 10, it's still a good flip. Yes. I have another odd side thing where uh, my son goes to school in Chicago where there is a real, real store. And one of our benefits is being a real, real member VIP is you get free coffee. So he gets free coffee every day. So I kind (laughs) of feel like it's paying off that way too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to lose my VIP status for the first time in three years. And I'm a little sad because I'm never going to be able to hit what they want. It's going to be hard. Yes. Yeah. And my What's other your... funny flip story is I, I get annoyed if I go to um, a consignment store, typically they're very expensive here, but I do have a little nonprofit thrift store I like to go to. Um, and one time I was there and they had all these Patagonia new with tags, but with a logo on them. Mm. And they said, you know, we can't sell them really. No one's going to buy them. They got the logo. I'll sell them to you for $5. So, Sold. you know, I bought like 150 of them. And I was just like a professional reseller at that moment, selling as fast as I could get them out there. That's, That's so crazy. Cool. Oh my so God. I enjoy the fun. I have three kids who are all out of the house right now um, in college or young adults. So it kind of fills my evenings. And I have a husband. He's very supportive of all the clutter. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I lo- and I amazing. love how everyone has like different little things and why they do it. And like you said, Angela, you don't necessarily like the selling aspect of it, but the money's good and it's quick flips and the extra cash is great. Yep. I like the finding and the digging and the people yes. that are very friendly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you for Thanks, sharing, Angela. Angela. And last but not least, Kay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, before up, we start, Kay, how was your trip? Uh, my trip was fabulous. Um, yeah, it, it, it was fabulous. If you guys don't follow Kay, passports and pizza pies, everyone's information will be linked down below. She posted videos of her trip. It was mm-hmm. wonderful. Yes. <laughs> anyway, Kay, go ahead. All right. So I'm Kay. Um, I am passports and pizza pies, as Daniela said on Instagram, YouTube. Um, and I am just a part-time reseller. I am a single mom. Uh, I have a full-time job that I despise, but that's a story for another day. Um, I have been reselling on and off on eBay since 2004. Um, so I've been on there for quite a while, but was never really consistent. And then I've always had a side hustle and I've always used that side hustle income to travel the world. Uh, sometimes it's just me, sometimes it's just my daughter, but hence the passports part of my name. Um, so, once I, you know, like 2018, I kind of fell into Poshmark. So again, I always had an eBay account. So I was aware of reselling, um, but I just never found the time to actually go into thrift stores and source um, because I've, you know, worked as a personal trainer. I've worked as an Uber driver. So I just never could find that time. But at one point I stopped doing the Uber thing. And I went into a thrift store. I had grown up going into thrift stores. So it was, wasn't new to me. I just never really spent much time in there in the last like decade or so since my daughter had been born. Um, and then in the summer of 2018, I started to resell on Poshmark and I pretty much exclusively just did Poshmark at that time. 
And then about a year and a half later, um, I started on eBay. eBay is my main bay. I love eBay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I mean, ever since I've been pretty much doing that and it's supplementing my income. Uh, It helped me purchase my first home in 2020. And yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to have that you know, side hustle income. It's fun. I loved. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I love the hunt. That's the best part for sure. I'm sure you all probably agree. (laughs) Um, And it's just fun to go into the thrift store and see what we can find on any given day. I have a teenage daughter. She's now into into it. Uh, She will come into the thrift store with me and search for stuff. She finds stuff for herself. She finds stuff that I can resell. And we have a little agreement where if she finds something that I can resell, when I sell it, I give her half of the profits and then she can use that money to buy whatever she wants. I love that. This is such a great family little thing to have, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kay, you also have a, um, a booth in a vintage, is it vintage? Yeah. It's like a vintage antique mall in Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. She has a little booth as well. I want to get into the whole booth thing someday. That's like on my list of things that I want to do someday. It's fun. It's, it's a lot of work, a lot more work than I expected. Like it's almost easier to, you know, take photos of items on the floor of my house and list them online than it is to source and physically bring stuff to a storefront and make sure that it's, you know, aesthetic and it's inviting people actually want to shop in there. So it's like a whole different world. Yeah. It's a lot of curating and like mm-hmm. making sure the the vibe that you want is there and changing that vibe every season. And absolutely. It's a lot. It is a lot, but it's like one of those things that like kind of want to experience to see what it's like. I used to merchandise all the time when I was in retail. So like a part of me really misses that aspect of retail. I love merchandising. That was one of my favorite things that I did. Um, so that's why like having a booth or doing pop-ups or something like that intrigues me instead of the traditional of like just selling online. But then the selling online part is so easy. I don't yeah. have to go anywhere or do anything. <laughs> like I just click a button and a bot shares everything for me. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, before we go into the next question, everyone here sells on Poshmark. Yes. Yes. eBay. Yes. Oh, yes. we got one. No, mm-hmm. one. Yes. No, Angela does not. Is there a reason, Angela, why you don't? Uh, it scares me. It scares a lot of people. Okay. It scares it's a lot valid, of people. No, it's a valid, valid Understandable. reason. Understandable. We have lots of people um, in our Patreon group that won't touch eBay either because it's just and I understand why it's scary to people I mean it's a totally different world it's not Poshmark is very like rudimentary it's very easy to very follow user friendly mm-hmm. yeah. eBay takes a little bit it's definitely a learning curve and I especially with the shipping on eBay scammers or people not paying and maybe some drama I I, I like Poshmark because I feel like they protect you as that's mm. what you're paying the 20% for and I don't know if eBay has that same thing yeah my experience has been eBay is, I can't say they're always fair <laughs> to the <laughs> seller, but if there is a situation where the buyer is flat out wrong or there's some type of misuse happening with the policies, 
they are really good at respond that they're really good at responding. Number one, they will respond to you right away. And I love them for that. I don't love that they let every buyer return things, even when they shouldn't be able to return things. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had this actually happen to me yesterday. Someone bought a Reformation skirt from me and they said that it was misleading because they thought they were going to get the top with it. Well, nowhere in my photos did the top come with it. It was nowhere in the photos. There was no stock photo. There was nothing. So I don't know why you thought you were getting the top. And the title and description, nothing mentioned a top. Screenshot everything, sent it to eBay. And I was like, is this still going to get approved? And they were like, yes, yes, it is. Money back guarantee. And I was like, "Mm, but I don't think that's fair. No. But that's what they do. Mm -hmm. So that item's coming back to me. Fine. So be it. It will sell again. It's Reformation. I'm not, I'm not. I know it's going to sell. Not worried about mm-hmm. that. It's just the principle of, okay, you were somehow misled, but there's nothing here that was misleading. No. But eBay sorry says, you didn't read. Yeah. yeah. And you didn't look at yeah. the pictures? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> the don't reading comprehension on eBay is wild. It's um, low. Lack uh-huh. thereof, really. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. All right. How about, um, I know I used to sell a lot of Mercari and I've heard, Pam, you were mentioning Mercari. Yeah. I got some thumbs down. Mm-hmm. I sell a Mercari. I still sell a Mercari. And actually Mercari this particular week, Mercari's done pretty well for me, mm-hmm. but I've also branched out and been putting some things other than clothes. I happen to end up with a lot of like model cars. You know, I, I was at a yard sale. They wanted a quarter a piece. They were, there were lots of, lots of them and it was a great deal. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll list these on Mercari. Let's see how it does. And those are selling. But as far as, you know, I also then will go for weeks and it's crickets on Mercari. So it's not consistent. I do like the fact that, you know, they're not taking as much um, as Poshmark does. Um, I don't, you know, I I have some, I go back and forth with Mercari a lot, but, um, and I did, I, I did have like a big head to head problem with Mercari and had to jump up and down on social media just to get their attention um, because they shut down my account for no for no reason because somebody had um, had used a stolen credit card to purchase some shoes and um, how is that your problem yeah well see and and they didn't (laughs) notify me until you know, so I, I shipped the item out the next day, then the following day. So this is 48 hours later, Mercari says, don't ship the item. Well, too late. Well, yeah. well, well that's, a, I'm, I'm, that's a little too late. And so I messaged them, you know, through all means necessary, all means that were on their website. So I was going through and trying to figure out how to contact a live person. Well, if yeah. you called, and their number and you, there was, there was a recorded message. There was no way you could get to a live person. And I left message after message after message and never got a call back. And so my account, so, you know, my account was shut down for over two weeks until <sighs> I found someone, um, uh, um, Bolo Buddies, and she had had a similar problem and she messaged me and she said, go go click on this page, do this and do this. And it was, it was a workaround and someone called me back and said, we're so sorry. Let, you know, if you'll do this and you need, I had to verify who I was because I, whatever. Um, Crazy. Oh my and, gosh. But, and then I've not had a, had a problem since. Okay. 
But then I sat down and I wrote them a note and said, this was the problem I had. These were the steps that I took to make your platform more user-friendly. You need to do this. Yeah, I don't have a problem. I will complain, but I'm also going to offer a solution. You know, Mm -hmm. I did the same thing Mm -hmm. to Poshmark. You know, Mm -hmm. I understand that you, I understand your, your situation, but then, well, what if you did this, this, and this, because this will help me as a seller feel safer about selling on your Absolutely. Oh, oh, Pam, I love you. I love people like that. <laughs> I, I have no problem with people complaining, like, but I love people who offer solutions too. It's like, instead of just being a complainer. So and, and yeah. part of that is, you know, this 20 years is fifth grade teacher. We saw, <laughs> I was just going to say, that's the teacher. Well, in you. <laughs> you know, honestly, like, I think that we in society don't act that much different than probably fifth graders <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> Jamie, do you sell a Macari? I, Yes. I, I actually so. shipped a Mercari package today. It's like I cross list, I use Vendu, so it's super easy to cross list. So I cross list mm. everything there anyway. I never like relist anything over there. I just list it and then if kind something set it and forget it kind of thing. That's how yeah. I do it. And then once in a while I'll send offers or whatever it is, promote to likers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do find that people on there you know, they can't, they can't offer lower than a certain percentage. So I do get like more reasonable offers on there. Um, but I would say it's like three or four sales a month. It's like nothing crazy, but I do get like reasonable offers, which I appreciate. And I've never gotten, I've never had like an issue with a buyer or anything over there, which is good. Like I, the only problem buyers I have usually are on eBay or Poshmark that I never respond to the cases. Neither I'm do I. Saying. I have a case that like just opened up now. I don't care. Do what you want. Just do whatever. <laughs> yeah. Send it back. Like, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. The only one I have a problem with, with is eBay. That's the only one I have a problem with when it comes to returns. Yeah. Other than that, you want to open up a case on Poshmark. Good luck. If you win, great. If not, perfect. I got paid out. Like, I just, I just I don't do. care. <laughs> I don't respond. I used yeah. to, when I first started, like I used to take it personally. And then I Same. learned you can't. Right. Yes. I would be like, they're trying to like pull a fast one on yeah. me. And now I'm like, whatever. <laughs> so true. So, so true. Funny. Um, oh my I'm curious how you guys first heard of Thrifters Villa. Whoever, whoever can go first. It doesn't matter. Okay. I'll go because no. I, look, I looked this up today. So <laughs> did you think I was going to ask you? Is that why? No, no. I don't, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I was just randomly, you know what I was doing? I was scrolling episodes and yeah. I listened on Apple podcasts and Apple podcast said that I first subscribed um, to the podcast in May of 2021. Well, I restarted reselling in April of 2021 mm-hmm. and the first podcast I listened to, um, I, I didn't even, I wasn't even aware that this community existed. Um, and so I had heard Leslie Tucker oh, on, Leslie. on the Shalene show. So I don't know, Shalene Johnson yes. has a podcast and Leslie Tucker was on there. And I was like, that's a reseller. I'm going to get, I'm going to go look her up. And so I looked her up and then there were all of these suggested, you know, how Apple podcasts start suggesting. And I was like, and so I went through and I clicked on several of them. And I really enjoyed listening to Thrifters Villa because it was just like this. It was a conversation between resellers and it was interesting and it Mm -hmm. made sense. So that's, and, you know, I subscribed and, you know, you guys go on morning walks with me as I'm I'm shipping around the house, but no, it was a, that's, it's so 
you were one of the first podcasts that I subscribed to. Oh, yay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I would say I find reselling to be very solitary. You know, it's just yeah. me after my family's gone to bed. Yep. So I think I, I'm sure I found you uh, maybe when you were with Lori. Um, mm -hmm. I can't really watch YouTube reselling videos because then I start watching the, the yep. TV. <laughs> yep. um, but I, yeah, conversation, hearing different people, different stories. I think everyone has a different way of doing things. Mm -hmm. Even if I don't do it that way, or if I don't agree, I love hearing it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We do too. There's sometimes we sit here and we're like, we would never do it that way, but this is really interesting. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't remember. I was trying to think and I really don't remember. I think it's probably because I followed all of you guys on Instagram, you, Jen and Lori, because mm -hmm. um, I listened, I've listened like from the beginning. So I really don't know. Um, <laughs> I also find reselling to be really solitary and I'm already like an extremely introverted person. So I'm like, I need company. Mm -hmm. um, and there aren't that many reselling podcasts out there that I like I don't know. I feel that connected to, but listening to you guys, you and Lori and you and Jen, um, I'm saying you, like I'm only talking to Daniela, it's Daniela okay. and Jen, Daniela and Lori. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's all good. <laughs> don't worry about it. But, um, yeah, I felt like, you know, I felt like we were friends and I was like, talk, we to are friends. Podcast. Like <laughs> while you guys are talking, I'm like, yeah, I'm same. Like as if you're here with me. And so, um, yeah, I don't remember how, but I I've been an avid listener since the beginning. Oh, thank you, Jamie. Thank you. Um, I think that's always been our mission, right? On Thrifters Villa, no matter who is on here with me, whether it was Lori or Jen, it's like, we want everyone to feel like they're our friends and we're all sitting down and we're all having conversations. Like that was always the goal and the mission. So the fact that that mm -hmm. comes across is like, Yes, we're doing something right. Well achieved, y'all. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, and Kay knows about us because we're friends in real life. So <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> well, no, I met Kay the same time I met Jen around the same time that yeah. I met Kay. So like mm -hmm. that's right when Thrifters Villa was starting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Back in 2020 end of 2019, beginning 2020. I'd say like 2019 is like when we started having New England um, yeah, like meetups and meetups and stuff. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, I I would say the New England community of resellers is really um, close and just yeah. a great a great group um, of people. And I know we used to try to get together a lot before you know pre COVID and everything. So we'd have mm -hmm. a lot of fun and and go to just different people event different people's events, thrift together sometimes spot each other like across the aisle you know like I know you how do I yeah. know you <laughs> I mean it's so sl small like New England is such a small place that mm -hmm. when Jen's it happened to Jen it's happened to me I'm sure it's happened to UK where like people recognize you whether it's from YouTube or it's from Instagram or whatever and they're like you're so and so it happens often out here yep. and it's and nice I'm always to super awkward when it happens <laughs> UK <laughs> awkward no way always <laughs> always and forever <laughs> Exclusively over here as well. Okay. <laughs> it, it is very odd. It is very odd when, when people come up to you and they recognize you or they will. Sometimes I've had people like just DM me and be like, I was too nervous to come up and talk to you. And I'm like, me? Like, really? Like, Don't no. be nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. Super please. friendly. <laughs> I can 
sometimes people too, I have a lot of Instagram, um, local people, and then mm -hmm. I'll see them and they'll say something. I think, God, I hope I didn't just push you at the bin or I wasn't rude. Or, you know? <laughs> or when people know you and your name and you're like, I don't know your name. Yes. Yeah. It's awkward. Weird. We get like, and then you feel rude. Like, I don't know who you are. What's your name? Like, it's, I'm sorry. I just, there's so many, like, I mean, with the podcast and everything, people DM us often, like it just happens. And we know people by like their Instagram name. It's awful, but that's just how you remember people. Um, so when people say their names, it's like, okay, I got to make that click. That name means that. Okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, good. I'm so, I'm so glad that you guys really resonate. Like you yeah. said, with, with the podcast, um, I think for both Daniela and I, you know, we, it was something that we really connected with when it came to, to reselling. Um, I know for myself reselling, um, the community was super important for me. Like I know I've shared before where like I moved to new England and then I, as an adult moving to a different place and not working in a traditional working sense, it was really hard for me to make friends. You know, I didn't have any children at the time, so I didn't really know where I was going to meet people. And so, um, reselling really became like such a big, like lifeline for me, you know, and I just like the community really helped me a lot to like have friends, have something outside of just my husband and my home. Cause that's really all I had, you know? So I just, I really hold this, this community really like close to my heart because, um, I know how it can be, you know, cause we, we want to work. We want to have that flexibility. We want to be with our families. We want to go hunting for fun things and do all that stuff. And that's all the great part of it. But I think like Danielle and I, we try really hard to also talk about the not so great parts of it, right? The things that are, that can be really tough. Um, and those conversations and having an honest perspective on it, you know, and, and what do we do to, to try to alleviate that, you know? So we're, we're so glad that, you know, you guys take us out for walks and that we're part of your, your day and stuff. That means a lot, a lot to us is, is like I said, as somebody who formerly was alone for a long time, um, for a big part, you know, of my time when I was in New England, it means a lot to me to know that I can, you know, be there with some people and, and, and chat with them and make them feel like, you know, Hey, like, Oh, that girl's just as crazy as I am. And she's yeah. just as excited <laughs> about this dirty old sweater that I just found at the bins for a dollar. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> so true. Jen, I think this is a perfect segue to one of our questions we have on here and it's how everyone is feeling in their thoughts on how much reselling has changed in 2022. Cause I think it's fair to say across the board, it is evolving quite a bit this year. It's different. It's not how it was even two years ago, maybe when you guys first started, there's lots of different components, there's different ways to do things. We have live sales now, right? This is a ongoing discussion within the community and what people ongoing are doing. Ongoing debate too. Okay. There's mm -hmm. lots of debate. We've had lots of debates. And um, I, I don't know if any of you guys have done live sales. Uh, Jamie, you have it. Angel, you have it. Pam, no. Oh, we have no one who's done it. Oh, perfect. Oh, I'm okay. Let's go there then. Let's talk about why you guys haven't done live sales. Jamie, we'll start with you. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm a tired girl. Mm. So mustering up the energy to like be on for however long a show is with, you know, the possibility of not selling anything or having like three people in the show is just like not something I want to do. Um, and I don't know. I feel like I feel like there are certain people who have personalities for it, and like I feel like I don't. Um, and I also like 
I don't know. I don't like watching them either. So it's like, you know, I don't want to watch if there's like one piece that I'm interested in buying. I don't want to watch a two hour show just Mm -hmm. to like wait and see, you know, where the piece that I'm waiting for is going to be. And like my attention span is too short. My energy level is too low. And um, yeah, it's just something I'm I'm not particularly interested in, which is weird because I'm an actress and people are always like, what do you mean? You don't have the personality. You're a performer. And I'm like, yeah, but that's me performing as a character. Like if yeah. I'm doing a live show, it's me as me. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's very draining, especially for someone who is introverted. It's like, it's just a lot um, to it's a very daunting thought for me who knows I might do it in the future but um 99.9% probably not yeah. <laughs> you're not alone in that sentiment yeah though. yeah and also like I my cost of goods is fairly high here like I pay up for a lot of stuff because I'm in LA and I I sell a lot of like higher end stuff I would say like mid-tier higher end stuff um so my starting bids would be high and I'm not convinced that a lot of people who are watching live shows are going to, you know, bid up to what I want to sell my items for. Right, right. Yeah, so totally valid. Sense. Totally no. valid. But I think but that's I, probably one of the biggest deterrents for like me and Jen, too, where it's like we pay up for a lot of our stuff. And what am I going to start it at $100 and hope that someone bids on it? Like, it's exactly. not going to happen. It's just not. Right. Mm-hmm. And if it and does, I, it's a real special piece then yeah. that someone really wants. It's, well, and, and I think that you hit the nail on the head too, Jamie. It's like, um, it's a performance too. And that's a lot that mm-hmm. that's asking a lot, I think from a lot of people. And it's like, like being a performer, like you said, it doesn't necessarily mean that, that that's who you are. You know what I mean? You put on the face and you have to do that. And sometimes putting on the face after working all day long and having to do that, yes. it's, it's, it sounds really exhausting. And so I understand mm-hmm. why a lot of people do tend to shy away from that because like you said, they may not even if they seem to have the personality, maybe they just don't have the energy to muster up that personality or to pull it out, you know? So I totally, I understand that. I really do. Yeah. Uh, Pam. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, on live selling? Well, I was, uh, I I was in October, I was at a a reseller conference in, in Las Vegas. And um, one of the guys that was one of the vendors there was from whatnot. And yeah, there, there were a lot of resellers there that were on whatnot and they were very excited about it. And I said, you know, I don't know if it's my age um, or if it's, you know, that I, I'm, I am, I, I don't like necessarily being on camera, but it just hasn't appealed to me. And I've tried to go and, you know, when, when whatnot, when everybody was talking, whatnot, whatnot, what, I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? I have to go see what this is. And you, you have, you have two sets of people. You have some people who are incredibly organized and they have everything listed in everything catalog. And I can scroll through there and see exactly what they're selling and they're very professional and they're looking at the camera and you can understand what they're saying and they're engaging. But the majority of people, because I don't have the attention span to where I can sit and watch a whole show, I'm clicking through all of the shows and it's loud music. Uh, there's warnings about explicit language. There's, you know, there's stuff 
everywhere. <laughs> and I don't understand I, as a shopper that doesn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. And even as a reseller, knowing that if it's might be something I could flip, if even if I brought it home and washed it, you know, I, I just don't trust that system. I don't, I don't trust the, you know, pull something from a pile and hold it up halfway in front of a camera to see if someone is interested in buying it. So, and I did talk to this guy at, um, at the conference and I'm like, you know, I I don't, I don't get it. I said, I don't understand because it seems most like it's mostly resellers that were buying on whatnot at that time. And, and I, I would, I would wager a guess that it still is at least on whatnot. And he said, well, you know, we just, we saw an opportunity because this is the way a lot of things are being done across Europe and Asia. And I'm mm-hmm. like, but you know, that market is going to be really different than the United States. Yeah, And then Poshmark jumped on board with their live selling. And I thought, okay, well, you know, Poshmark, maybe I don't have to have a super huge following like the Instagram and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, and so I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll give that a shot. And I applied. I'm posh ambassador too. And so I I applied and I've never heard anything back from Poshmark Mm. and and I've watched some of the Poshmark shows. And and again, you know, I agree that, you know, it could be people, if I was needing to get rid of a, of a lot of inventory, um, to where I could, because my cost of goods is so low, um, because of the way that I thrift, um, I could probably get rid of a lot of inventory, but it's not going to be anything that, that I deem something that's higher priced. I don't see people buying that stuff. I've watched some of the luxury shows thinking, Oh, well, let me see what they've got the handbags at. And they start it and they start it really high and you don't have people who are buying. So mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't seem like it, it would be a good venue for, for me. Yeah, that's fair. That's All fair. very fair and reasonable things. Uh, Angela, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm, I'm also on the list to live sale on Poshmark. I think I would only do a silent auction, which I think you just click items in your closet and then they just go up for bid. That, that would be the only thing that would interest me. And if they don't sell, I don't care. But the hours of prep to get your items ready and to get yourself ready and to be on. Mm-hmm. And I have a very low cost of goods. My A lot of my stuff doesn't excite me that much. So, you know, how much can I talk about? I'm like Lululemon shorty shorts. It's like, <laughs> so it's, it's just, it's not for me, but I know people that are doing well with it. And I think good for them. Yeah. 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 Kay, what are your thoughts on it? Um, well, I am very socially anxious. So just being on YouTube, honestly, is enough for me. And I do not want any more part of being, you know, on, I have to always be on, I don't have a huge following. So I'd worry, like Jamie said that, you know, I'd have like three people in my show if I ever actually did a show. So yeah, it's not for me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I also also don't even like really going into shows as like a buyer. It just, it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. I think when it comes to being a buyer, Jen and I did like research on this before we ever talked about on the podcast. We're like, all right, let's dedicate like a few weeks, just going into shows, like really Mm -hmm. understanding it, like unbiased. Let's just go in and experience it. And we both kind of came out of it. Like, it's just not for us. Like watching the shows, I, they don't keep my attention. Number one, I don't want to sit there for two or three hours. And there are some people that do live shows that I love, but like, I just can't, I can't do it. Nope. And I think I about people are always like, you should totally do one, Danielle. You have the personality for it. People would totally come to your show, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to. <laughs> I just don't want. I work a full-time job in state government. Mm-hmm. I am on all day long. When I come home, I don't want to be on anymore. Yeah. Like photographing my stuff and putting it up is just fine for me and I set it and forget it that's where I'm at yes Yes. like that's what like the whole what really got us into reselling in the first place at least for most people it was not to be like a star like you know what I mean it was like about like I just want to make passive income I want to throw some stuff up and then leave it alone and then be like oh I sold it okay good like you know and and now it's just evolving into this new like you said like performance and like you know like you said like uh, just audience and and dressing up and and setting everything up and like you said even Pam you said it so well where it's just like like I know that I'm pretty sure most of us here are pretty perfectionist when it comes to how we want things to look too Mm -hmm. you know so I'm definitely not that type where I could just like go live and just throw things up there and just you know kind of see what sticks so it it, it is it's kind of interesting because like for me yeah I'm like I'm not a performer here to like amuse people and I don't have an hour two hours to yeah. be watching shows and like you said, to look to see if something that I potentially might like, I'd rather just go to the mall and do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. and walk around the store and get like, I don't know, like a smoothie and, you know, maybe some lunch while I'm there and looking around, you know, but it, it, it's just as a seller to me too, it's not very appealing. I like the hunt. I don't, mm. I don't want to, I don't want to see what they have. Like I want to hunt myself, you know, that's a good things, point, Jen, you know, like mm-hmm. there will always be the person who searches for that specific thing that they're looking for or mm-hmm. specific category, whatever it is. And they're just going to filter through and they're going to search that way, which is, and there's like this debate now going on in the community, right? Like are live sales hurting the person who's traditionally selling? And I'm going to say no, because there are buyers across the board doing different things. The amount of buyers that are going to live shows and actually buying is not going to surpass the amount of people who are just searching things on Google or in Poshmark or eBay, wherever it is. Um, I just, I don't think that's true. I, I think that platforms want to try it. They they have to try it. It's a big thing across other countries. So they have to at least try it and see what happens. I just don't know if the American culture and the American population is ready for something like that. Like we are Amazon people here. We go on, we search what we want. We click on it. It's in the cart. We buy it, buy it. Like we're done with it. <laughs> don't that's... talk to me while I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's true that that's what we do here. Like I understand the concept of live selling. I think people that are killing it, like good on them. It is great. I love to see people doing amazing things like untraditional, right? That is great. It's just not for us. And it clearly it's not for you guys. It's not for me. It's not for Jen. 
Jen tries to say that she doesn't resell anymore, but yet when she goes to the thrift store, she finds things that are worth a lot of money and still picks them up to try to resell. So don't let her fool you that she's not reselling. <laughs> it's hard to get it out of your system. You're just can't like, quit. Oh. No, yeah, she can't. No, I can't. I she can't. can't. That's what I like. I can't like go sometimes because I'm just like, I, I just can't. Cause then, now I'm starting to go into like the home goods sections and I'm like, I don't need 75 platters in my house. Like, I really don't. <laughs> um, okay. I want to go back to the questions about Thrifters Villa for one second. Then we'll, we'll go back to something else. Um, I'm curious. This is like more for like me and Jen, like, we're just curious. What is some of your favorite content that you guys have heard on Thrifters Villa? Like, what is it that like makes you want to come back and listen to it? whoever doesn't matter who okay is. well first so of jamie's all, like i'm gonna go <laughs> first of all you two make me want to come back and listen to it um but i've really loved i've loved all of the seasons but this season in particular because you you guys kind of branched out from what you were typically doing before so like you know having julia on was really interesting and like um I forget her name, but the girl who did py- the pirate, Melissa. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like that is something I had n- no knowledge of. And so it was really interesting to me, even if it's something that I'm not like, I don't, I'm not like looking for Pyrex now, yeah. but I was like, this is so interesting. Like, I just love learning from people who are passionate about things different from what I'm passionate about. Um, and then, yeah, just, I like how you've added interviews because you weren't doing that before Mm -hmm. and so I know that like every week it's going to be something different um and yeah I I really like how it's it's more um diverse now and even Mm. though I'm not a mother yet I've really enjoyed the motherhood series it's it's just been really interesting to hear how different people in so many different situations and different places in their lives are running their business. And we all have this like common thread throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Anyone else want to share? Oh, I like it when you do my work for me. I'm sorry. Do my work for me when you research trends, <laughs> you know, I think great. That's our favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's everyone loves those. Everyone loves them because it's like, well, I can just listen to the episode and then I already know all the things I need to look for. Perfect. (laughs) But that's really true for those of us that don't necessarily follow fashion trends. It was never, you know, it was never my thing, you know, just kind of, I look at what other people are wearing. I actually pay a lot more close attention now. Oh yeah. But mm-hmm. knowing I mean, selling that, does that. <laughs> knowing, yeah. We, we, when I, there was a guy that walked by in a sweater, we were at a party yesterday and uh, this guy walked by in a sweater and I leaned over to Tom and I was like, I could flip that sweater for a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I do that to my husband all the time too. I'm like, you see those shoes she's wearing right now? Those are $400 shoes. If I could buy them off of her, I would. <laughs> I did that. We were at a, we were at a baseball game. We go to the Tampa Bay Rays games. And, and I was look, checking out the girl that was in front of me, I was looking at her shoes, at her bag, and I was pricing it all out. And I'm like, that is so ridiculous. Yeah. This is a Just need to start giving people like your cards and be like, well, you're done with that. Yeah. Me Just let, let me know. know. <laughs> no idea. I keep my cards with me. Smart. I haven't, no, I haven't done that yet, but I'm, I'm really close. No, but I've really enjoyed this season and I, and I did think, and I did think about this question today because I thought this might come up about what I enjoyed about the podcast this season but 
um, the motherhood series because you know my kid is grown. My, my, I'm a grandmother and looking at, and I, I saw the episode and I was like, motherhood series. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'm going to give it a listen, you know, because I thought, oh, well, they're going to be talking about motherhood and babies. And I love babies and I love, you know, being a, being a grandmother, but I thought, I don't know if that's really going to apply to me. I loved listening to them because I love hearing how other people run their business. And I love hearing about their systems and whether they're a mother or a grandmother, or they have a full-time job, or they're a caretaker, or they have to take care of a parent, whatever they're doing, whatever their reasons are for working from home in, in this way, you know, everybody's got a system. Everybody's got a why about why they do things. And I really enjoy hearing other people's stories. It gives you just such a great sense of this community. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's why I come back, you know, week after week, or I'll go back and listen to, you know, other episodes or I'll go, oh, you know, I want to, I need to remember what they said about that. And so I'll mark it um, in my notebook. And when there's, um, it's really, I've forgotten my whole train of thought there. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's I love good. coming. No, but I enjoy coming back week after week. Oh, because it's it, because there's that sense of community and because there is so much knowledge, you know, co- going from a profession where I had somebody across the hall or down the hall, somebody next to me all the time, I can always come back to this community and in particular to your show because there is such a varied amount of knowledge here. I can go back and listen to episodes to find out what you said about chunky shoes. <laughs> Who would have thought chunky shoes would come back? And here I am, and, and I'm listening to you guys, and I'm listening to trend reports and I'm like, okay, chunky shoes. And I go out and buy them and it works. Actually, well, I'm glad it works. Glad it works. It does work. Chunky shoes, blazers, you know, blazers with shoulder pads and and the oversized blazers. I bought a boatload of those and and you know what? And they sold, but I, that makes me feel really good. The trend reports are fantastic. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't stop. Trust me. We're not going to stop the trend reports. Those are, are like ride or die favorite. We will do do them time and time again. They require so we just said this in this episode that released today, they require a ton of work. They, they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like sometimes two or three weeks of like researching and looking at watching videos and reading articles and going to all the, the platforms and seeing what are yeah. what's selling, what's selling quickly, what's selling for full price with, you know, all that kind of stuff, but, but we, you we both, like it, <laughs> but you both have the background and Jen, you particularly have the background in yes. knowing how to look for those trends and me as not because I was a school teacher. And so I just wore what was comfortable, you know, being able to recognize those trends is really important to me for when I go outsourcing. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you guys find that useful. We enjoy doing them. And I think the other thing too, is we see how much people really take to them and they really like take notes and they want to understand the trends more. And we have people that reach out to us like, Hey, I know you talked about this, but I found this piece. Do you think this goes with that trend that you talked about? Like, that's what we want. We love that. We Mm -hmm. love that. Like we like being able to help people in that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess we'll go to you, Angela, if you feel like sharing. Oh, I feel like I did answer this question. (laughs) 
Yeah. So I, yeah, everything that everyone said, um, all, all the work that you do hearing, uh, not only when we talk, when you talk about trends, I believe you also said, here's what things are selling for, because yes. a lot of times I hear people say, oh, I see them listed all the time for a million dollars. Well, what are they selling for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's way more important than yes. what's I only trending look up for comps. I never look up, you know, listed. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Thanks. Kay, do you want to share anything? Well, I mean, you guys know that I love you both. So yeah, we love listening you too. to you is awesome. Um, but I love learning a little bit about everybody that you've had on an interview. Um, you know, Daniela, that I really loved Dalton's episode yeah. Um, yeah. because I love to sell shoes and he has such an insane amount of knowledge. So passionate about shoes. So it's crazy. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, but yeah, I just, I really just love learning about people, what is, what they're passionate about, what they enjoy selling. I like to broaden my horizons. That's kind of why I moved not away from selling fashion, but just into other categories like plush and stuff like that, just because I like to keep things ever changing. Otherwise I get bored. And if I get bored with reselling, then I'm losing that, you know, side income and I don't want that to happen. So I'm always trying to increase my knowledge, learn new categories, learn what's working for other people, new methods I might be able to try. Um, so that's really helpful. Also, I'm like 0% fashion oriented. Um, I just wear what's comfort comfortable. I'm not built for speed. I'm built for comfort. Um, so um, learning like your trend reports that we were just talking about are also insanely helpful to my business because I know what to look for. So I listen to those. And then I also take into account, um, what my daughter's friends are wearing in middle school, because, Mm -hmm. you know, teenagers, that's, that's the trends typically. So yeah, it's just, it's been really cool to see it evolve, you know, this season, especially. Yeah. I'm glad that people noticed that we kind of, it took us a lot of Uh, a lot of time to figure out how we wanted season three to really look like Um, behind the scenes. Obviously no one knew this was going on, but Jen and I started having these conversations probably with Lori. um, I don't know. Was it like October, maybe Mm -hmm. September, October, (laughs) like those discussions kind of started. Maybe it was October. Um, And then, you know, we took, we we like just sat back and like, okay, these are all the episodes that people really enjoyed. Like, what can we do in season three to, to make it different? Because the first season you're kind of testing things out, right? Second season, you're like, okay, we got the groove of it. We know what people really like. We're still going to test a few things, but not really short direction. Like season three, it kind of like solidifies, okay, this is what we want to be. And you, and you start to navigate that. And um, it's funny, Pam, when you made the comment about the motherhood series, because that was actually one of our fears were, are people going to stop listening to us because we kind of switched gears and now we're talking about motherhood, but it's not just motherhood. It's more than that. And I think that's kind of a point that we wanted to get across too, is it's going to, this is going to be more than just, we start with motherhood, but it's going to carry on to all different types of things, caregivers, um, people with uh, illnesses or disabilities that stop them from being able to work full time. And now they've kind of fallen onto reselling. Like we want to have those conversations with all different people in the community and, and motherhood was just, I think the, 
um, the way to introduce it because there were so many people in our sure. community that was either entering motherhood and we kind of wanted to see what that looked like. And then we had the amount of people that message us still today. They're like, I want to come on and talk about motherhood and my story. And, and like, I have grown children and I want to talk about that. Like mm-hmm. we didn't think it was going to become what it did as popular as it did. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, you, and you started with, you started with Mogi Beth. And Mogi Beth is somebody that a lot of people were familiar with Mm -hmm. and and familiar with her story and familiar with her videos where she's like, you know, I'm a mom. And, and even though, even though right up until she had the baby and she's like, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And and I'm like, I don't see you being able to do all that. (laughs) She quickly learned that. And, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden she was like, whoa. And you realize how much you have to shift when, when, big life events happen. You have to shift what, and it doesn't matter what you do yeah. um, and how she had to really change that business. Mind. Just because I think a lot of people respect her. I mean, she talks about her yeah. business. She's very business-minded mm-hmm. and, um, and enjoy watch. I enjoyed watching her videos and, and, and enjoyed watching her throughout her pregnancy. And then all of a sudden she's like, Whoa, this is all changing. And, and this, and, and I've got to make a shift. And then she came on your show and talked about it. And so, and, and that was the other part is that I really wanted to hear what she had to say. Yeah. yeah. And you also had, you know, Karina with, with per diem yes. thrift mm-hmm. and she, you know, she's got a great Instagram presence. She's so, she's adorable and she's, she's so cute to, to watch. And so, and you know, that's just what keeps people coming back and you're like, well, I really enjoyed these two. So, so let me keep listening to what other people have to say. Yeah. I think the, so I think your strategy, you know, with, with your approach to all of this, I think it's really working. Well, thanks. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for validating. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it. We definitely do. Yeah. And I think uh, we, we appreciate these conversations. You know, yes. we, we really like having these discussions with people because as fun as, like we said, it's a, it is a talk about thrifting and sourcing and the hunt and all these other things. Like we said, we're all so much more right than just that. And, and we want to talk about that too, with everybody and, and, and listen to different perspectives, like you said, and, and I, I want to hear, I want to hear how is the mom of three doing this? How yes. is the person who, you know, is, um, also trying to make a living doing something else and trying to do this at the same time, somebody who's juggling four jobs and trying to do this and say, like, I want to hear how all these people are doing that because it's amazing what people can do, you know, and, and what people have been able to build in their living rooms. You know, that's what I get really excited about. Absolutely. Yeah. Is- and this is a very isolating thing. You know, I didn't yeah. realize how much I missed just part of it. I miss my community of, of going to school and being around other people yeah, yeah. and so reaching out, whether it's listening to podcasts, you know, I'm part of a couple of, of, uh, Facebook reseller groups where I've just really been able to connect with people. And that's led to, you know, uh, in, here in Tampa Bay that we've, you know, somebody has restarted our reseller group. And so we get together now once a month, and you just, and you yeah. chat and you make friends yeah. and that's how, you know, that's how that's done. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you have a very isolating job, I didn't realize at, when I left my job, how many people and how much that was all my social time. And when mm-hmm. I, would come home, I could be by myself. And so now that I'm by myself for the most part of the day, you know, how do I figure out as an adult, 
how to go and and be part of other communities. Right. So where's my social time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. No, these are all great, all great things that you guys are saying. And like we said, we we definitely want to head in that direction more and more, but obviously like still keeping the fun of it, right? All in the fashion and the thrill of the hunt and all new categories. Like we really want to explore new categories and what are people like really like psyched about. But um yeah, you know, I think the last question really that we got have for for all of you ladies is just, you know, what has been one of the biggest learning curves, you know, or lessons that you've learned in reselling since you've started? Always, I always love to hear this kind of stuff because it's, it's always after like, yeah, it's a very different for everyone and everybody usually has something different, but what's something you're just like, if you could tell yourself when you first started, like, like, wow, like, Hey, heads up, look at this or, you know, like, or don't, you know, don't leave that product handbag behind because you think it's fake like grab it <laughs> you know I, I guess don't know. let's 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 answer it first and then we'll have everyone else go for that because I think Jen and I have well we have learned a lot of lessons <laughs> over the last few years um mm-hmm. but I think for me the biggest thing I think from having an Instagram, I guess, presence to some capacity, um, having the YouTube that I've completely neglected this year and has been the best thing for me. Um and having the podcast is don't don't look, and this is so much easier said than done. Don't look at what everyone else is doing. Find what works for you and just keep on that path. And like, it doesn't matter that someone who lives in your area is doing X, Y, and Z, and you kind of want to be like them or someone who you admire on Instagram is doing something. You're like, okay, if they're doing it, like I can absolutely do that too. Like take into account what you do in your own day-to-day life and what you can really account for and find those people that you can resonate with that you can collaborate with and talk with and kind of have those discussions with and stick to it. Like, don't feel like you have to do all of the things. I love doing all the things, but I learned this year, I cannot do all of the things because I've got other things going on in my life and I need to pay more attention to that. than try to hide in this little reselling world. Like I need to, and I love the reselling world. I don't want that to come across the wrong way, but it's an easy escape from some of the realities of life that sometimes maybe we don't want to deal with or they're hard to deal with. So I'm just gonna go upstairs and work on my things and, and make videos and do all this stuff. You don't have to do that, Daniela. Just just do what makes you happy. That's it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, for me, I think the biggest learning curve was um, to not be so afraid to go to the next level, to go to the next mm. step. I think for a long time, I was just really afraid to pay up, you know, for things and, or like, you know, start branching out to other categories that was, and, and I, and I really hindered myself for a really long time, you know, to do that. Cause I was comfortable where I was. And, um, you know, sometimes I'm like, I, I do look back because I, I feel like, you know, I, I started reselling back in, um, in 2016, 2017 and, and, um, I look at like how much I could have grown more if I wasn't so afraid of pushing myself. Um, and so that's, I think that's the biggest learning curve that I've, I've had to adapt. It's just like, don't be afraid to grow, but grow strategically. Right. Of course, not just like, I'm going to go and buy a whole bunch of things for $50 a pop, you know, but like, it just took me a really long time to get there, to be like comfortable in my own skin and myself to say like, yes, I'm going to go retail arbitrage. I remember that 
was really hard for me to do for a long time. And I was like, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to pay $20 for an item. (laughs) Now it's like, ah, I don't even blink. You know, I'm just like, oh yeah, no problem. I can kind of do that. So I think it's just like not getting in my own way Mm. is a big, is a big lesson that I've learned because you don't realize, because when you're working for yourself, you, you truly are your own worst enemy. (laughs) You really can be. So it's like giving yourself some more grace and, and telling yourself, no, like I, I can do this. Like, let's just keep moving forward and keep pushing forward. If all these other people can do it, why can't I do it too? You know? Jamie, we'll start with you. Uh, Okay. So first, firstly, mine is kind of similar to Daniela's in that I, I was kind of looking at, of course, at first I was looking to, you know, other resellers in the community to see what they're doing and thought, you know, let me try what's working for them. And so I'm not a bins girly, but I tried going to the bins in LA twice. And I was just like, this is hell on earth for me personally. It's just like, I was just like anxiety ridden and I wasn't finding anything at all. And it was just like the worst experience for me, but it was something that I felt like I had to do because I saw, you know, Courtney from common tags doing it. Um, and I was like, she has a great business. I admire her and what she does. So let me try this. But I was just like, it's not for me, but I tried going again. And I was like, why did I try going again? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I, I realized it wasn't for me the first time. Um, so I haven't been back yet, but I've kind of now fallen into this routine that works for me yeah. um, and, you know, figured out the things that I actually enjoy sourcing. And I, I realized for myself, I'm not someone who's going to list a thing I'm not excited about. I'm not going to mm-hmm. end something. I'm not going to spend hours and hours trying to get a stain out. There are some people who do, and that's incredible and like, yay for them, but it's not me. And I know that I'm going to end up with just a pile of stuff and then be, you know, like paralyzed because I don't know what to do with it. So kind of figuring out what works for me has been really important. And um, only now this second part, I'm realizing that I'm really craving connection. Um, I, yeah, like I said, I worked in a bar before and that was my social time. I was really good friends with my coworkers and not seeing them for so long and just like being in the house with my boyfriend who I love, of course, but like, you know, there are people who, who fulfill different parts of different needs that you have socially. And, um, I haven't been to any like reseller meetups or met up met up with anyone in LA. And I know that there are tons of people, um, tons of resellers out here. And so I'm like trying to muster up the courage to put myself out there more because I I'm realizing that I do really miss that sense of like in real life connection. And even having this conversation is really, you know, it's like filling my cup because I, I just, I need coworkers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, kind of just really tuning into my needs and and finding the balance between giving myself grace but also motivating myself to do things because again, this is just a one-person show that I have here. I don't have my general manager 
telling me what to do and I don't clock out at the end of the day. So it's like, it's all up to me. So I've learned a lot about myself and my shortcomings (laughs) and uh, yeah, learning on the things that I want to work on, but at the same time, being gentle with myself and accepting that I am where I am right now and it's going to shift and change and try to let go of that kind of perfectionist or any kind of expectation I have on myself while still, you know, pushing myself to mm-hmm. move on to the next level and, you know, grow. Beautifully said. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> Pam, we'll go to you. Wow. So everything you guys have said so far, I can really relate to number one being when I first started and wanting to be like everybody, every video I watched on YouTube, everybody I listened to on a podcast. So, you know, so I'm looking for this pair of jeans or I'm looking for this, this pair of shoes and really trying to um, not pick up everything because it was a good deal. Um, so mm-hmm. now I'm left with all of this inventory that, you know, I just, I wanted out of my house. Um, and, and so that, and that's really where I am right now is trying to figure out what works for me and trying to figure out my own systems, you know, so I've been doing this for a year and a half and, um, trying to figure out, uh, that, figuring out that live shows aren't for me or, um, you know, maybe handbags aren't my thing or figuring out that I've got a thousand scarves that I could list and they don't excite me. And so I've shoved (laughs) them all in a bin, just get rid of it. Just let it go. Relatable. Trying to let it go. What does, what works for you? And you work on that and then let the rest of it go. Um, so that, that's where I am and trying to figure out how, what direction to take my business in Mm. next, because I want, I I want to be successful. This isn't some, you know, I don't want this to be a side hustle. I really want to be focused on what, um, what I can, what I can do, what I and the level that I can take it to, you know, and, but to, um, but to also understand that I don't have to be working 16 hour days at home Correct. because I will, because mm-hmm. I will, you know, that's what I did as a teacher and that's why I got burnt out and that's why I'm not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So really trying to embrace this life that I have here in Florida. I mean, I live in a great place. I've got a skirt on and I've been walking around in shorts not everybody has that right now. Not the case here. <laughs> no, no, no. Not even not, here. No, really? no it's, it's kind of chilly in California. Cold. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I mean, cold for you is much different than cold for me in Canada. It was in the 40s this morning. Okay, okay. all right. That's yeah. cold for you guys. Yeah. That's cold you know, for I'm guys. like, back, back off a bit there. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 40s. <laughs> there's a there's a cold Two snap degrees. coming here. Okay, on, fine. We know. Um, all right, Midwest, we got you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the cold snap here is coming in on Friday with a hot with a with a low of um of 48. So, you know, 
that that's what's funny is yeah that's a heat wave up here man so so in florida when when if the temperature drops below 60 people are putting on big puffy coats and their big wool hats and they're just they're all bundled up and then they go for a walk with their dog and i'm like oh my gosh (laughs) people have no idea nope no idea not a clue (laughs) but yes but trying to not to compare and, um, and, and to really figure out what works for me and love to it. embrace and embrace what I'm doing. Yes. Love it. And be proud I'm, of it. Absolutely. And I do, t- I tell everybody what I do That's because great. everybody is a potential customer. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Angela, we'll move on to you. Um, well, I think it's funny. I don't really tell anyone what I do because everyone would think I'm crazy. So even if I like mention something, they're like, what? Um, but I think what I would tell myself is to be honest, I don't need to level up. I don't have to always be growing this, like, especially the last maybe three months I've been doing my thing and that's fine. I'm going to make exactly what I made last year and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, pivoting, that. um, adding a consignment shop or sending a ton of stuff to thread up just to get gap credit. So I can get some gap sweaters and that's, <laughs> that's fine. Um, if I saw a great deal, I'm not afraid to pay up where I'm happening to go. People here, I feel like they know the value of their items. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sure. I have bought $200 Gucci shoes and sold them for $500. And I would buy a hundred pairs of $200 Gucci shoes. It doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. So yeah. That's why I kind of like the bins. We also in uh, Minneapolis, we have four bins. Uh, There's two of them. I will not go to They terrify me. Um, I like the one I like. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it didn't, it didn't work for you and maybe it will in the future and maybe it never will. And that's fine. I I can't go into a goodwill because I just get so mad at what the prices are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's great that like everyone can do their own thing and like what works for you doesn't work for someone else. Like I try at the bins. I just... You know what the problem I think it is for me is I know what I like and I like what I like and that's what I want and that's what I want to mm-hmm. sell and like I don't want to settle for anything else so it makes it really mm-hmm. hard when I source but like I like that challenge that's what yeah. I want to do yeah. yeah and I'm not picking up stuff that I like I'm picking up stuff that I know will sell that will sell mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. yeah hey my friend <laughs> well you all made very valid points and I'm pretty sure um, I can echo all of them, <laughs> but uh, mostly I want to give myself a little bit more grace with, you know, taking time away from reselling when I need to, and, mm-hmm. you know, not being so hard on myself about that. And also um, super OCD about like photos and I really have limited space. I have a small home. Um, everything has to be stored in my shed. I don't really have a great place that I can take photos. And so I need to get better at being okay with the fact that I'm still able to sell items and make a decent amount of profit every month consistently with just taking photos on my floor. And I don't need a fancy setup. I mean, that's great if you are able to do that. It's just not what's best for me and my business, but I'm really hard on myself about that. So I definitely am trying to work on, you know, getting over that a little bit and just being kinder to myself and just, you know, kind, kind of trying to realize what's best for me and my business. It might not be what's best for everyone else. Like you ladies have also said, 
Um, but I just have to kind of focus on that because my first priority is, you know, spending time with my daughter. Mm-hmm. She's already a teenager and there's only a few years I have left before she's, you know, off on her own. And I really want to focus on that and make her my priority. And I want her to know that she's my priority. So when I have to take time away from reselling and, you know, let that fall to the wayside for a little while, I just want to be able to kind of accept that. Totally. Love that. Mm -hmm. I just want to say one thing about Kay is, um, I had the opportunity to source with Kay a few times and there's something that I'm proud about when it comes to Kay because I think it's when you live in New England and Jen can speak to this too, we all kind of know what each other's doing and like where we all source. And it's like this, like we all know like <laughs> who's finding what and where they're finding and all that kind of stuff. Right. And um, this FOMO that happens and all that, but there's one thing that I am proud about UK and I know you're uncomfortable when it comes to like, you know, reaching out all that kind of stuff, but like Kay is really learning what works for her. And I had the opportunity to like source with her. I'm like, Hey, you do well with this. Like, take it, do it. Like, and, and you've gotten really good over this last year of understanding what works for you and not really looking at what every, anyone else is selling and just selling what works for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty much why I just stick to like active wear mm-hmm. and shoes, but mostly now it's like active wear. That's the first place I go to in yep. any thrift store. And it's my favorite section to source. Nice. Yeah. I give Kay whatever. I'm like, I don't want this. Take it. Take it. She's like, you don't want it. I'm like, no, no, take it. Oh, thank you. You're the best. (laughs) (laughs) I source for my friends before I source for myself when I'm in a thrift store. She's the best at that, to be honest. Yeah. It's what I do. I source for my friends. If I know I'm meeting someone, I will source for them first before I source anything for myself. Jen and I, perfect example. Um, By the way, it's been exactly two years since we hit that gold mine that one time, Jen. I don't know what happened that day. I like it. Like it was like all a dream. (laughs) So I found all designer stuff. I mean, I had two carriages filled of designer Chanel, Armani, Louboutins, you name it. It was in my car. I don't know if it was like an estate sale. They just dumped everything. I called Jen and I was like, I have a whole cart for you. So if you can get, Ellie was like a three, four months months old. old. She was a baby. She was a baby. And it was like, if you can get your butt down here, I get a whole cart for you. If not, I'm going to pay for it. And then I'm just going to come to your house and I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> like, she was that is great. just what I do. So you don't you meet a lot of people sourcing with will, me in New England. Yes. I will source for you first before I source for myself. I will always say you'll never find somebody like Daniela who will <laughs> literally give you Chanel shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, take them. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Yes, I took Ellie <laughs> with me. My, my poor, this, and I was at the time where I had the big stroller because, you know, yeah. she was so little. So I couldn't push a cart and a stroller at the same time. So the stroller was just full of clothes. And you can kind of like yeah, see her the in cart. there with all the clothes around her. I'm so like, many oh. good memories. Before we close it out, though, we do want to open the floor to you guys. Is there any questions you have for Jen or I? Could be anything at all. Doesn't have to be Thrifters Villa related. It could be anything. And if you don't, that's fine too. Daniela, when are we going to meet up and thrift again? Um, soon after the yes. holidays. Oh, I have the sixth off. Ooh, I it's a Friday. A you can take a Friday take off. A day off. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can go into Boston. Ooh, yes. I'm like, I'm like. Just, oh wait, you're going to be here, Jen. I am going to be there. Though. Oh man, <gasps> it's going to be a whole meetup. Yes. Sorry, guys. Just all flying. <laughs> Let's all go. Oh my gosh. Yes. I you am. guys can fly out. It's fine. no that would be fun I would love that yeah I'm taking some time off too so I'll be there for about 10 days in January oh Mm -hmm. 
got to do it. Yes. We'll have to figure this out. All right. Yeah. I'm going to like request that day off tomorrow. Yeah. When I go into work. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we plan things. No one has any questions. It's all right. If you, do don't. you guys have any personal goals for the new Ooh. year, any new year's resolutions that can be related to reselling or not. Okay. Uh, Jen, do you want to go first? Yes. Okay. Okay. I do have the lame one where it's like, I want to lose a little bit more weight and get a little bit more fit to where I was pre-pregnancy. I'm so close. That's Mm -hmm. why I want to get it. You know, I'm only five pounds away from where I was. And so it's like, it's, but it's funny. It's not about weight, about losing the weight. I just want to get stronger. That's all it is. Cause I have found that when I started working out consistently again, I wasn't so tired throughout the day because before I had Ellie, I like never napped you guys. And then now it's like, like my head hits any soft surface and I'm just like, I'm out. Like this is a like, true story. We had to record a few times and Jen fell asleep on me. I fell asleep. I and she didn't show up. I didn't show up for like 20 minutes into like an oh. episode. And I'm like, hi, sorry. <laughs> like I just, I just would fall asleep all the time. And so I just found that when I finally was like, I need to dedicate this time to myself because I never realized how much, how much working out and exerting that energy was really good for me. It, like I said, n- nothing to do with having to like lose the weight, but it's just like, it just was good for me, mm-hmm. you know? And it gave me more energy, which I didn't, I was like, at first I'm like, it's not going to give me more energy. I'm going to be exhausted, but I, but I, but I have, I've noticed I've napped a lot less. I have more energy to make dinner for my family as opposed to just like, here's something frozen and I'm going to go take a nap, you know, kind of thing. Like I just feel a lot more present. And so I want to do that. And also just to, um, do more things for myself for a really long time. I think I, I really, um, like just didn't take care of myself in a sense of like, going that extra mile to like, you know, get the highlights done every once in a while, you know what I mean? Or more often than I would, or getting, um, you know, like my lashes done or my nails done. Like I used to do that stuff all the time. And like, I got to a point where I was dyeing my hair once a, once a year. And it was just like, and getting it cut once a year. And I'm like, I'm like, I want to treat myself a little bit more for next year, you know? And and I feel really good after I get that kind of stuff done and do a little bit of self-care. Self-care is super important. Mm -hmm. Um, My goal has nothing to do with reselling. It has nothing to really Mm -hmm. do with financial or anything like that. My number one priority in 2023 is trying to become a mommy. So that is the number one priority. Um, I've kind of alluded to it here on the podcast Mm -hmm. here and there. And um, but you know, we are going through fertility stuff right now. And I've had, you know, health issues over the past few years. I've kind of, um, hindered my ability to, uh, get to that point. Uh, so it's been like a three-year process, but this is, um, the first year where we're really like taking the steps towards, you know, getting there. And so, yeah, that's, that's the goal in 2023, which I know is going to change everything about my life, but it's, that's what I want. Right. So worth it. That's that's what I want. So that's the main goal, which means, taking better care of myself, um, doing more things to, you know, focus more time on myself, go to acupuncture, go to the chiropractor, get a massage. Just, I work like I work full time in an office and then I do this. And as much as I love this, this is still work. Yeah. 
no matter what. So finding that time for myself, I get my nails done every three weeks. That is my me time with my sister. Every three weeks, you get our nails done together. And then we have dinner together. Like that's something that we started this year. And that's been the best thing um, because we both work full time and she works a second job just like I do. So it's like, we never really get to talk to each other like we used to. So um, family time is always important. So that's always every year on the calendar, like mandatory family dinners and all that kind of stuff. But I think uh, after going through the loss of my dad and loss of my grandmother, um, not being a caretaker anymore leaves you with like this empty space of not knowing what to do with yourself. And you fill it with all these other things that don't necessarily matter, or you think that it's helping you, but it's really pushing you backwards to what you really need to be doing or the potential that you have. Um, or like I said, you hide, right? Like reselling was my hiding spot. Like that was almost my therapy. I, I, I had, that was where I went and I escaped all the realities of what was happening around me. Um, so just being better about realizing that sometimes Danielle just needs to lay in bed and that's okay to do. And, um, especially going through all of this, uh, I need to, uh, mitigate stress. <laughs> Number one, uh, mm-hmm. I have two supervisors at work who know everything that's going on and have been wonderful of making sure that they take things away from me or, uh, help me along with different tasks so that it's not all on me. Uh, because I know how important this is to me and stress is a big factor that can play into this whole process. Mm -hmm. So um, really, I guess being vocal about the process and what I'm going through, I I hid it for a while from everyone, even my own family, because it's, it's a sensitive thing. It's really personal. Yeah. And um, ever since I started saying things to people are like hinting towards it and kind of coming out with it a little bit more, I feel better. And like, it's almost like that weight was lifted off, even though I put it there myself, like that weight never needed to exist, but I felt like I had to keep it quiet. So yeah, that's my goal. Yay. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, each and every one of you for taking time, you know, and, and chatting with us this yes evening, afternoon, wherever you are. (laughs) Went way longer than what we told you. Again, we apologize. Sorry. (laughs) That's just what happens here. We love to have these conversations. So again, thank you so much. And we wish you guys, you know, happy holidays and much success for 2000. And was it 2013? Was I saying that right? 2023. 2013. That's her mom brain. She Do you can't... remember we talked about this, Daniela? We yes. were like, we have to think about it when we say 2023. I, say I never right? know how old I am or what year it is. <laughs> I like, I'm still no. 26, I think. So yeah, <laughs> yes. so true. I so true. Um, all right, guys, I guess we'll see you in 2023. It's just crazy. To or even 2013, say. whatever one, whichever one you want. <laughs> I mean, I like 2013. It was a great Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.